Hi, it's Bonnie Bell. You're listening to New Narrative's Flash Fiction Podcast, Season 2, Queer Ecology. In this episode, he must portrays yet another beautiful story of love, loss, and longing. While her previous entry presents a world of potential liberation in the midst of impossible challenges, this current story tells of the soul-crushing loss and loneliness that queer people of lesser resources face from hate crime and environmental exploitation on a regular basis. This is Go On by Himas Noor. I know my path is not solitary. Even as I gaze into the eyes of ambiguity, Even as I step on thorns beneath me, I walk with a heavy gait as bullets adorn my spine. That door will not wait, so I shall leave it behind. The third station before the last stop. Kla, with a large carrier bag on their back, hurries into one of the cars of the train. All of the seats are taken. Again, They have to stand up along the journey. Kla holds on to a handball, trying to stand still, facing the entrance door. It's dark. There is nothing but their reflection as they struggle to stay on their feet, jostling with other passengers. The train starts to move. The room feels increasingly suffocating, While their back is killing them, class thoughts go on. Noisy thoughts, as chaotic as the cacophony around them. Kla looks back at their reflection on the entrance door, watching the details of their body, the traces of their past. They try to remember everything they can, as a preparation before submitting themselves to the almighty capital city. I can't be the only one trying to forsake all those memories of school breaks, birthday cakes, cats with furs soft as milkshakes, hopscotch, hide and seek, ladders and snakes, all the games we partake in the wide fields that give us headaches. Blurry. Kla has been preparing for a long time. Ever since Pei, the kid from the nearby village, joined the intensive Islamic lessons at the mosque near their house. The fasting month became happy days. They knew something was not right. They didn't know what it was, but they would be labeled as different, whatever that label was. Seven years after junior high, Claude knew few would understand. The fantasy of a friendly and safe city started to occupy their mind. Monthly discussions that gave strength, fun costume parties, long nights of joy. Everything felt very real in their Twitter timeline. Claude has prepared themselves To leave the suffocating air and the barren land that would never take their side. Nor space. I can't be the first in realization. 
the rainbows are thicker than blood where curses and curses flood and respite and relaxation as the self is no longer under the thumb of colonization to stay in the rural lands means eternal colonization what is deemed natural is no longer important they are fit to be cut exploited and sucked dry by corporations those large machines still stand there machines that have existed far before Klaus' father and mother were born smoke fills the air an omen of people choosing to misunderstand how nature works they choose to be choked or rather they enjoy the sight of the outcasts and the poor being choked This was not the first time that the peatland fire had taken casualties. And Klaus was still there, looking at Spes' cold body. Klaus had just told both families that Spes was their life partner, that Spes was everything to them. Klaus decided to talk before they finally leave going on to the great unknown but clan knows that they will go on and they will go on this has been a new narrative production produced by Dania Yudo narrated by Sara Hana Translated by Gisela Suaragita.